Welcome back to episode 71 of the Alpha Male Buddhist from Brooklyn podcast. I'm your host, Miguel. Today on the podcast, uh, we're going to talk about um, the seven hermetic principles. And I don't know if you listened to one of my last podcasts or the one before, um, I got into deliberating whether or not hermeticism was a valid path to follow or whatever. And I kind of applied some logic and some critical thinking to it. And I've come to the conclusion that if it looks like a duck and walks like a duck and flies like a duck, then it's a duck. And what I mean by that is um, I looked at these seven hermetic principles and I came to the conclusion that truth is truth. And if um, there's something to be gained from it, it's not hurting anyone and I can benefit from it. And again, it seems to be the right path, then, you know, it's good. Looking a little further deeper into it, as you get deeper into Hermeticism and a lot of these other principles, um, it does get a little sketchy, and then it starts getting borderline dark. And then it does get absolute dark. Uh, I think the Kabbalism and some of that stuff, it's, it's kind of dark, you know, a dark path. But looking on the surface of these Hermetic principles, um, I see it as being something that, that uh, you can benefit from. And again, it comes down to degrees, you know, to what degree you're following it. You know, if you, you know, good hot shower is great, but if you turn up the heat too much, it's going to scald you and hurt you. So, you know, you have to pick and choose what you uh, follow, what you believe, what you think, and what you process in your brain, and how you move the chess pieces on the board. And guys, I apologize if I speak fast. I'm just a hyper dude. So I talk fast sometimes. I should try to slow down a bit. But anyway, we're going to get into uh, into this today. And it's the seven hermetic principles. Uh, the seven principles are the principle of mentalism, the principle of correspondence or correspondence to the universe. Uh, the third hermetic principle is vibration. The fourth hermetic principle is polarity. The fifth hermetic principle is rhythm. The sixth uh, hermetic principle is cause and effect. And the seventh hermetic principle is gender or polarity, or yin and yang, um, you know, opposites, you know, because each individual person has a masculine and feminine side, um, just as everything in your thinking, in your discipline, you know, if you if you have a nurturing side, that's the feminine side of, of your brain, or of your psyche, and you know, to get it done, let's move a mountain, that's like the masculine side, so it's not so much... Uh, you know, a gender of what people see as a male or female, but it's a gender in, in, in your in the approach or the position that you're in. Uh, the position that you're in as far as tasks that you're taking and, and how you're approaching that task and how you're thinking through it. You know, what type of thinking are you applying? So, these are the seven principles. And I'll touch real quick on what they are. The principle of mentalism is everything comes from mind. Again, as it says in the first verse, the first line of the Dharmapada, the words of the Buddha, it says, you are what you think. So that's mentalism. And everything is mind. Because if you had no mind, if you had no brain, if you had no synapses, you know, you would be inanimate. You wouldn't be alive. So mentalism, the mind is everything. The second principle is correspondence, or correspondence to the universe, understanding that the universe is within you, and uh, you are within the universe, and you're basically the same thing. 
just as you know you and everyone else are this you are the same as everyone else and everyone else is the same as you literally you're the same person but it's just different manifestations of that and some of you might get that some might not but it's something that you want to kind of consider and ponder correspondence to the universe the third hermetic principle is the principle of vibration and it's very technical but everything has a resonance and a vibration you know some some things move at a much faster vibration and some move at a much lower vibration uh, my understanding is that if you're an enlightened being or if you're on the path uh, to going up you're, you're going to be at a much higher vibration which is more positive your lower vibration even in music you know when you're playing the bass it's like a low vibration a very bass very I don't want to use the word simple, but, and not that bass players are simple because I, you know, I used to play the bass myself and it's kind of awesome. I wasn't very good, but I did enjoy it. Um, but vibration, yeah, you know, but we need all of the vibrations, you know, you, you need your lower, your mid and your high vibrations. They just serve different functions. And the low vibrations are very simple. It's a very simple, can be connotated as negative, but not necessarily. So a lot of these principles, you have to apply some thinking to them. It's not, you know, uh, hooked on phonics where you come in and see choo-choo Charlie, you know, yes, that's a train. You know, you want to you wanna apply some real thinking to this. So that's the principle of vibration. Now you got the principle of polarity, which is opposites, which is yin and yang, good and bad, high and low. And the only true way to utilize polarity is to have the one against the other or to... Be conscious of the opposite polarity, the, it, the existence of the opposites of the polarity, because it's it's really, really important to understand that principle. Extremely important. That's the fourth hermetic uh, principle is polarity. Uh, the fifth hermetic principle is rhythm. You know, everything has a tide. Everything rises and falls. Uh, everything that goes out comes back in. And... Um, yeah, the Tao deals a lot with this rhythm. Actually, it deals a lot with all of these, but gets a lot into that rhythm and into the polarity and into the correspondence of things, you know, cause and effect. So you have your polarity and you have your rhythm, actually, your rhythm with tides, you know, phases of the moon, the rhythm of the moon, the rhythm of a basketball game, the rhythm of a, of, of a rap beat or something being played, uh, a boxing match, any, everything has rhythm. Every single thing. When you dance, you have to have rhythm with the music. It's the expression of nature. The sixth hermetic principle is cause and effect, uh, which is karma, basically, you know, because the translation of the word karma is action. And action is cause, and that cause is going to have an effect. And just as a side note to that um, cause and effect, most people walking around today, uh, the average person walking around today is a victim of effect. And what they have to understand is they have to become masters uh, of themselves and become the cause or the cause of the manifestation of what's happening in their life and not the victim. You know, uh, you know and an, uh, being affected by the effect of what's being put upon them or what they're subjected to. So... You know, most people walking around are the effect and not the cause. Again, something that you want to consider and ponder. The seventh hermetic principle is gender. Uh, again, gender could be yin and yang, you know, positive and negative, high and low. 
And again, the way I said, you know, in your thinking, in, in your approach, and if you're nurturing or if you're the hunter, and it has nothing to do with what your sex is. It just has to do with the position that you're holding at that moment or in the universe or in that point in time or whatever you're trying to employ. So Hermeticism is interesting. Um, my understanding is it goes back to ancient Egypt, let's say 3,000 years ago. I actually believe that ancient Egypt is much older than what our books are telling us. Um, reason being, if you look at the Sphinx right by the uh, Great Pyramid, the Sphinx, it has water erosion, okay? And it hasn't, there hasn't been that degree of water in Egypt, in the desert there, in the Sahara Desert. There hasn't been that degree of, of, of water and that type of rainfall in 12,000 years. But if you look very, very closely um, at the Great Sphinx, at the Sphinx, it's embedded within a quarry, so it has high walls around it, very high walls. And those are the quarry walls where the stone for the Sphinx was quarried. Well, I think the Sphinx may have been quarried just out of the whole solid stone, I'm not sure. But there's fissures in those walls that surround it. And what I mean by fissures are um, erosion, but it's erosion by water. You know that pattern that water makes when it runs through sand or something like that? It kind of cuts out little channels and canals and stuff and fissures. And the Sphinx itself, because how is it going to be eroded that way if it's in a desert that has no precipitation? It's, it should be pretty pristine. But there's water erosion on the Sphinx. And as I said, the last time there was that much rain in, in the Sahara Desert and in Egypt in that area was 12,000 years ago. And interestingly enough, 12,000 years ago, that Sphinx aligned with the rising constellation uh, as the constellation rose in the morning, as it crested, the constellation of Leo, which is the line, which is what the Sphinx is. And the Egyptians, if you know anything about them, they were all about that astrotheology and aligning constellations and everything like that with their monuments. Like the Great Pyramid is fixed perfectly to east, north, west, and south perfectly. All of them. Um, if you look at them. So Leo was the constellation 12,000 years ago that aligned with the Sphinx, which seems to mean that it's 12,000 years old. So don't believe everything that uh, that you read. I, I believe it is 12,000 years old. Uh, there was a doctor, um, a geologist, uh, Shock, his name is the last name, Shock from Boston University, and John Anthony West, who I did a podcast on. I did an eight-part series on Magical Egypt. They, they talk about this. But I kind of went astray. Um, yeah, so Hermeticism, uh, my understanding is it started in ancient Egypt. And uh, I said 3,000 years ago, it could have been much longer than that. But what it is, it's a principle, a discipline, a way of thinking. And, uh, and here's where the alignment comes. Because at some point, Greece, ancient Greece started um, aligning themselves with studying, going... I guess it was called the Mystery Schools in Egypt. <coughs> and uh, some of their learned people would go to these Mystery Schools. I'm not sure if this is true, but I really think it is. Um, they went to Egypt to learn um, from the Mystery Schools, which is Hermeticism, and there became a blending of the Greek and the Egyptian uh, knowledge. So the representation of, of knowledge is um, or what they call Hermes Trismegistus. Hermes is three times great. Egypt was Thoth. 
who was the create who was the deity and who created logic, thinking, speech, writing, and all of these things. Philosophy. He was a very very deep. Um, and he was also oddly enough the one that uh, when a person died, um, they weighed your heart against a feather, and he would be the one that judged. You know, as far as whether or not it was as light as a feather. Because if you had weight on your heart, you couldn't transcend to the next level up. So you had to have a light heart, which you had to live a good life and not have that negative energy weighing your heart down. Again, I digress. So, in ancient Egypt, this deity was Thoth. T-H-O-T-H, Thoth. And he's the one that looks like that bird with the beak, with the very thin beak. In, in um, ancient Greece... It was Hermes, the messenger, you know, the one with the wings on the head. And in Rome, it was Mercury. Rome copied everything from Greece, but they're still awesome. So, yeah, these are the mystery schools, and this is like the origins of Hermeticism. Uh, and, and when you look at it, it does seem to have a blend of everything. So, yeah, the central character in this Hermeticism is Hermes Trismegistus. Hermes the th thrice or three times great. Again, be careful with some of the stuff because, you know, some of it, you know, leads kind of, kind of down a dark path. But on the surface, like the seven principles and the basic disciplines of it, you know, I think, well, the truth, if you, if you listen to them, if you read them, if you correspond with them and go by them, you'll actually get benefit from it. Absolutely. Okay. So basically what this all refers to is alchemy. And again, the word alchemy um, comes from Egypt because... The original uh, Egyptian name for Egypt was Alchemet, or the Black Land. And what they mean by the Black Land, they mean that that soil, that silt that comes from the Nile River, it was black and very rich uh, to grow food and everything like that. So they called it the Black Land, Alchemet, Kemet, okay? Al means of, I think. And then Kemet, I think, is Black Land. I believe. I might be wrong on this. Um... So the word alchemy comes from that, alchemy. And what alchemy is, is um, the origins of and the roots of modern day science. And it was changing base metals like lead into gold, transforming, you know. Now, you can look at alchemy where you're changing lead into gold uh, on the surface as a very simple level. But the true alchemy applies to the self where you're transforming your your own being your own <clears throat> your own self in I gotta take this call. Yeah I just got caught off guard there. Business phone call. Um so what happens is it's actually the transformation of the inner self um the uh Alchemy of the self, you know, the Philosopher's Stone, where you transform um, yourself into spiritual gold, okay? The ascension of man, the ascension of the mind. Um, and there's a lot of, you know, a lot of need for that because these days people are just getting more and more dumbed down and don't live by any principles whatsoever. So I'll get, in, I'll get into this a little bit. You know, I'm touching on it. It's A lot of these principles I'm very well aware of, but it's interesting just the way these principles are bundled up together here as, as a discipline. One of the things that you have to do, and I'm going to apply it to modern day, is that um, a lot of times people have a tendency of blaming things. 
and looking for uh, reasons why they were either unsuccessful, unhappy, unproductive. And the first thing they'd look to do is blame, because that's the easy thing to do. You know, that's the path of least resistance, and that's what typically people do, is they just look to blame right out of the box. You know, it's not my fault. Obviously, I'm perfect, and everything I do, you know, I, I, I fart gold dust. But that's not really the truth, because a man or a person has to examine themselves to see why they're getting the results they are. So you never blame anyone, anyone you look uh, very deeply into the situation to see what the cause and effect is there for what just transpired. There are times where you have a boss that's against you or just a whole clique of people or a whole circumstance or you're working you're in a country where it's a race, truly racist country and stuff. These things really do happen. But again, you need to try to rise above these situations so that you can have a view from the top looking down so you can get resolution on it. Because it may turn out that you may, to, you may need to leave that company that you're working at or that country that you're living in or that situation that you're in to, to get more fertile ground. You know, sometimes these circumstances just impose such a heavy load or push on you that it, you have to just get out of it. It's a hostile environment. Again, I'm kind of scattering all over the place, but these are, these are, there's a cohesiveness to this and that. It's all about the ascension of the self. Um, so don't blame anybody, okay? And um, you need to change your thinking and change your thought. Okay, because what you're looking for is the alchemy, which is the spiritual gold or the philosopher's stone or the diamond that's within you. And a diamond is a very interesting analogy because what a diamond is, is basically a piece of carbon or a lump of coal that's subjected to heat, immense heat and pressure over a long period of time. And what happens to that lump of coal that's subjected to immense heat and immense pressure over a period of time, it converts or alchemists performed on it where it becomes a diamond, okay? A diamond, which is like, as you all know, a diamond. <laughs> so that's something that, you, another thing that you want to take into consideration. That's that's alchemy right there in nature. So yeah, you're looking for that spiritual gold or that spiritual diamond, okay? Um, some of the other principles are that uh, opposites, you know, um, that hate can be transformed into love, okay? And uh, what you want to do when you're transforming the hate into love is you are getting more in touch and converting the lower self to the higher self, the ascension. Uh, your physical body, you want to, or as I call it, the meat wagon, you want to convert it to the uh, light body, body of light where you're operating on a high level of energy, okay? Um, let's see, uh, there's an author that writes some very interesting books, his name is Walter Russell, he gets into the light body and light and all that stuff like that, he's extremely interesting, this guy, Walter Russell, he has some YouTube videos, they're free, <clears throat> I might do a podcast on him at some point, um, so the physical body into the light body, and, um, <clears throat> Another thing, another principle that you want to do is um, you want to be careful because a lot of people or most people are guided by their ego. And that can be changed for you to be guided by your your higher self, which is the art of um, polarization. Because what you're doing is you're converting that negative, negative ego energy into positive, guided by the soul energy. Okay. 
Again, the principle of rhythm. As you know, everything rises and falls. And uh, my, my laptop is running out of power here. Hold on one second, guys. I'm kind of doing this podcast. Kind of last minute before I go to work. So, apologies. So, yeah, you want to... If you, if you see here, there's a, there's a procedure and steps that need to be taken for the perfection of the self. Um light body um the other thing that you want to look at is when you're looking at rhythm everything that everything that flows in flows out there's a cause and effect okay another thing is uh, many people or most people with this cause and effect they're they're driven by the physical the emo the physical laws the emotional laws the mental laws spiritual laws and this is basically, you have to be careful with some of these physical, emotional uh, laws because they can lead you astray. And what you want to do is you want to rise to a higher plane of consciousness, to rise above the emotion and the feeling and the positive and negative and the day-to-day um, competition, you know, the rat race. So what you want to do is you want to become the cause and not the effect. You want to be the cause of your life, not the effect of someone else's actions or, or uh, not the result of somebody else's cause, causes which are affecting you negatively or manipulating you. Uh, become the master uh, and the victor, not the victim. Okay? Become the master. And the average person walking around is a victim of, of these effects. You know, of their thoughts, of their moods, of their emotions, of their appetites, desires, of their lower self, past lives, and of the subconscious programming that's taking place. They're all victims of those things. Again, I'm going to repeat that. The average person walking around, in, in, in most instances, they're victims of their thoughts, of their moods, of their emotions, of their appetites, of their desires, of their lower self, uh, past lives, and of their subconscious programming. There's a lot there to, to really get into and, and, and sink your teeth into because, um, you know, people look for that short-term gain, you know, like that crackhead looking for that hit of crack, for that rock, you know, so he could blast off, but he doesn't realize that it's ruining his life, okay? You need to get that fulfillment out of, from the self, from within, okay? Your thoughts cause your reality, okay? Be the creator, or be the co-creator with God, you know? So... I'm coming up on uh, 22 minutes on this podcast. This is just a spur of the moment. I was a little scatterbrained on it, but you know, I did lay down some good principles and kind of give you a little introduction into these seven hermetic principles. I'm probably going to follow up and uh, get into it a little bit more, but um, namaste. Uh, hope you got some edification out of this. Thank you for listening. Welcome to the Alpha Male Buddhist from Brooklyn podcast. I'm your host, Miguel. I like to cover topics from ancient history, great leaders and generals from the past, and I also like to talk about self-realization, truth, critical thinking, and strategic spirituality. Outside the box, nonconformist. I'm here to shatter the myth 
effects of the mainstream media and the beta sheeple narrative. Welcome to the Alpha Male Buddhist from Brooklyn podcast. My email address is alphamalebuddhist at gmail.com. My website is alphamalebuddhist.podbean.com. And my subreddit is reddit.com forward slash r forward slash alpha male buddhist that's my subreddit where you can uh, comment and interact with other listeners and it's a great forum to sit and have an open dialogue so again thank you for listening and namaste